Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Max Eclair from Chemist Warehouse for cold and flu relief. Get 30 tablets for just $6.99. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. Morning, Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SCNZ. Thursday, the 2nd of June. I'm back home, missing the team up in Auckland. It was great to spend the last couple of days in the studios. Kempi, Katepia, Kwe Uncle. Oh, Payana, brother. I'm enjoying the morning. I had a good sleep last night after our, our catch up with the wives on Tuesday night. Uh, yeah. Fresh as a daisy. Fresh as a daisy dag, brother. Fresh as a daisy dag. Awesome. Love the hoodie. Love the hoodie. Keep repping. I told you I'll rep it, brother. <laughs> Everywhere. Looks, looks good on Yunk. Looks good on Yunk. Oh, we've got a big show today. We're going to talk uh, some cricket shortly. Tonight, live on SCNZ, the coverage of the first test between England and New Zealand. Adam Collins will be leading the conversations and the core tonight. All the action. And he'll join the show just after 7 o'clock. Adam Collins coming on, leading into that first test match. New Zealand versus England. Baz McCullum taking the helm for the English test side with Ben Stokes, Joe Root. It's going to be a fascinating series. Looking forward to that. And after that, we're going to talk a bit of grassroots. It's Grassroots Thursday. And today, we'll chat to Junior Williams, who is part of Eden Park, Eden Rugby Club, who celebrate their 100th year as a club great occasion for them as a club so we're going to get him on to celebrate and uh 
chat to him about the last uh, few years, how they've been doing as a club and the celebration of 100th year. Awesome, awesome news for them. And then following that, today is a huge day for New Zealand rugby. As later today, the Silver Lake Steel goes to a vote where we learn the outcome of this arduous process. Jim Kays is a great rugby mind and he'll join our show just after 8 to talk about uh, the big vote that will come up just after lunch, I'm pretty sure. We'll know more probably around 2 o'clock, which will be great to uh, get an understanding. Not everyone's on the same page from what we're reading, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what comes out of the vote later today. So looking forward to chatting to Jim Kays just after 8 o'clock and, uh, and then we'll rip into a a bit more of the last hour. There's big news overnight, um, but yeah, we're going to have a great show today. Give us a text on the Temper Bed Post text machine throughout the morning. We love hear, hearing from you. Double eight, double three. Remember, 6.40, Quizzy Dag. The chance for one of you to go to the Gold Coast for the V8 Supercars, courtesy of Willamette Travel. Yesterday, we had Dave on, the second time calling the show, and wow, his reaction says it all. We want you. We want new callers. We want you to be a part of our show. So 0800-150-811 for Quizzy Dag. Or anyway, we just want to hear from you. Give us a call anytime. That's enough from me. Morning, Joe Kez. Uncle, heard from you, Uncle. Louie, how are you? Yeah, good bro. Yep, good bro. Uh, you're right, it has been an arduous process, this Silver Lake um, situation. But, Izzy, it is not just rugby defining, it's New Zealand sport defining, I think. Mm. Um, so it's a massive day. Big couple of days in sport, actually. I don't know. Did you guys manage to catch the end of the Novak Djokovic Rafael Nadal match yesterday? Mm. It was unbelievable. Four sets, four hours, like a war. And yeah. Rafa just decided that he was going to do what Rafa does on clay court and be the king. He just said, nah, my, <laughs> my court, I will not make a mistake from here on in. And you just watch the wheels come off Novak Djokovic. And there's only two people, really, that have ever made him do that. Roger and Rafa. And people riding Rafa off saying that Novak's going to run away with the Grand Slam total. Well, hey, mm. this guy might Not just keep... Clay. This guy just keep... Might, this, he just might keep winning Roland Garros. <laughs> and, you know, he's injured. He's got a sore ribs. He's got sore feet. And he just put was the... that rig? He, he just put the it. clamp down on Novak. So that was a huge highlight for me yesterday. I loved it. Mate, and the guy, and the guy too that Paulie Moore talked about, what about him riding Rafa home yesterday in that final set, eh? Mm. Appeared a big punt on it. So, yeah, mate, good watching, good tennis, especially seeing that in the quarterfinals. You don't really have to wait for a final to see that type of match. Um, but, yeah, it was a big day yesterday. A lot of, I, I did a lot of reading yesterday, Izzy, especially up on the Silver Lake deal. Um, yep. Trying to get my head around it, you know, especially with Jim Case coming on. I want to, I want to ask him a couple of couple of questions which I think need to be answered. And mm-hmm. um, really looking forward to, to seeing the unions walk past our our, our our studio this morning because they've actually got to walk right past us, each one of the unions today. It'd be interesting. I'm just going to clock them all you know, and give them a wink. You know, mm. Give them a wink. Just see, I'm, going to see, I'm going to see if they're walking in with big suitcases. <laughs> <laughs> oh, some of them will be, but there's some of them, that, from what I'm hearing, uh, yeah, there's, there's still a lot of... Um, Questions that need to be asked and uh, uncertainty. Yeah, mate. Like after two years of this process, and which is fair enough, it's a big, big decision. Five percent to eight percent of New Zealand state commercial rights are going to be sold, and the option most likely New Zealand rugby won't get it back, and that will show that uh, Silver Lakes have an eighty-five percent 
rain on the global marketing ability of, of the All Blacks or something, some new entity that they've created, mate, it's, um, it's huge news, huge, huge decision that they have to make. And I think the decision is these unions are going to get a million bucks. And a million bucks on the outside sounds all good and gravy and it's going to do wonderful things. But sustainability, like where these unions can't just get this million bucks and then just five years down the track we're back to square one. We're back to square one, but they have to, they have to build on it. They have to use it. They have to fund wisely. So yeah, you're some right. Some big questions and that, that need to be asked, Louis. You're, mm. Yeah, you're right, Izzy. And um, yeah, look, the, the, he's the he's got the crown of the sport of uh, the business of rugby uh, reporting. Liam Napier, he gets the gravy, and his piece in the Herald last night about exactly where this is at, and just so ever casually dropping. The dropping the uh, wee fact that he understands Auckland, which is New Zealand's mm. largest provincial union, has concerns to the point that its significant way is likely to vote against it. And I mm. actually didn't quite understand how the voting worked. So it's actually done on how many um, school and club, I think, uh, clubs you have in your yep. region. That's how much... A slice or how many votes you get so for example Wellington, Auckland and Canterbury they get I think seven votes each it was they have mm. big players in this and if Auckland's wobbly because they are one of the major regions well what are the other ones thinking and that's in Liam's backyard so he's managed to obviously get some gravy there so yesterday I kind of left here thinking it was probably a done deal mm. but you've seen weird things happen like this throughout the years Kempe where it's kind of gone oh it was actually right in front of us there were people that were unhappy and the other thing that Liam reported yesterday is that the uh, unions were have been really unhappy with New Zealand rugby and the amount of forthcoming information like they only got a lot of the information and this is their side of the story you got to remember this is their side of the story mm. they reckon that they've only got a lot of the information earlier this week and it's been kind of hard for them and I'm sure New Zealand rugby might be rolling their eyes like I, I know I know w- when you say stuff like this that there's always another side to it so I'm not it's not no way picking on New Zealand rugby but the point is there's angst and on a day like today, angst can turn funny. Kimpy, you've been in enough boardrooms, you've seen enough of this stuff where all of a sudden the wobbles come on and you just never really know, do you? Oh, you don't. You don't. Once you walk into that boardroom, you close the doors and the votes. It's all about numbers, all right? When you sit around mm. a board table, if you know governance, it's all about numbers. And the conversations that we we aren't a part of is the lobbying and the and the and the politicking that's been going on behind closed doors bet- between unions, um, between the Maoris, between the NZR, uh, to try and get the numbers to the right level so a decision can be made. And if you've got, mm. you know, it's like it's like what is it? Sixty one seats get you in the get you in the government these days. Like if you've got the wrong numbers, mate, you're pushing it uphill. So you're dead right, Louis. They may they may be walking in here and the whole public think that it's a done deal today and someone can easily come out of that room and say it's not done we didn't mm. get the numbers you 75% know, 75% of the votes they need to uh, to get the deal done and dusted um, but the, yeah like on the other side of it if you're Silver Lakes do you stick around two years they've come over here for two years <laughs> they've, they've, they've put in the mahi they've given them the options they've listened they've catered they've altered their deal do we look at that side and, and if they just turn around and go, oh, mate, I've had enough of this, this is just getting strenuous and I'm sick of it. Do we see that potentially happening? And well, if that happens, can we... That's what do we they feel do. Like that, well, do we feel like this deal will always be there? That, no, not at all. That's what they mm. do. They're a private equity company. You know, We're not the first sports organisation yeah. that they've had a crack at. They've, they've got the Australian 
um, soccer under their belts. You know, they paid $300 million for 33% of that. That, um, that company, private equity companies, that's what they do. They raise funds. You've seen billions on, on um, yeah. Yeah. Neon. All right, mm. Same thing. Like Raise these funds and go out there and purchase all these big, these big organisations, mainly tech because they're a tech firm, but they've mm. got into the sporting. Oh, personally, my, my belief is that sport will become tech high tech mm. you're already doing gaming you'll do it virtually eventually blokes like Joe that you know can't put on another kilo over 60 kilos will be, <laughs> will be playing in a 100k suit with a virtual reality um, yeah. headset on and, and he'll have a suit on which will measure all sorts of impact that, that's where this will probably end up but the, the, the thing with it if you miss the deal they're a private, private equity company they go to the next cab on the block mm. they don't hang around they've got yeah, yeah. investors money that they need to invest all right, so, so that's 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 what's going to happen. I reckon if they miss the steal, this is the this is a why why NZR is saying we got to get the steal done because they know that there's someone else knocking on the door waiting to take the the two hundred million up. Mm. And, and that's the question too as well. Like at the moment, they've been valued at over four billion as New Zealand Rugby, the All Blacks brand. It's obviously huge potential. This next year is defining within the brand of of the All Blacks. If we don't get the steal done. We go forward and we potentially, look, I hate to say it, but we have some rough matches. We, we, we lose a couple. We go to the World Cup next year. Things don't go well. Does that devalue that stake? Does our 5% be worth $100 million now? Because it's all driven on hype. Mm. Now you, look at, you look at the Lakers. You look at the Lakers. I, I was checking out the Forbes' most um, valuable teams the other day. They're worth $5.6 They actually lose money. They actually lose money in revenue. I was looking at the numbers on the Forbes thing. They lose, I think it's about 20 million. So they're actually not a team that makes a hell of a lot of money, but because of the whole branding and the hype behind it, it just makes them an absolute beast. So does it, does, obviously it, it works a lot on results. They're probably the most successful franchise in the NBA, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, does that, do, that take it, do they take that into consideration? Maybe a wee bit, but I think really what they're looking at is the ability to earn. And I don't think that you can, we can trash the All Blacks brand in a year. I think oh, it would no. take a lot more than that. I think mm. like the, I think the, well, unless they lose, lost to Namibia, you know, like unless it was like a, a, a I wouldn't. And but I just, I was the, reading, I was reading, they need the All Blacks to be successful for this deal to be good for Silver Lakes. Yeah. They need the All Blacks to be successful. Yeah. If they're able to go to America, and sell the brand to America for the World Cup in 2031, they need the All Blacks to be successful. Yeah, they do. They need them to... I, I don't know whether that means... I mean, yeah, you're right. You're right overall. I mean, whether that means yet yeah, they have to win the World Cup or whether they can, you know, it's just not falling away. And, and I don't... You know that that, that won't happen. It's not going to happen overnight, Izzy. But the, nah. but your, your concerns are really valid. And I think the overarching point is, if this doesn't happen now, when does it happen? Because I know mm. you're going to talk about it later on, but the Christchurch Stadium situation, it's quite similar. How many bites of the cherry do you get before you have <sighs> to restart, you have to go again, another kibosh, another delay, and all of a sudden... In, you're not just messing with people's moods. Inflation, costs, values, everything changes. So how many bites at the cherry do you want? And that's the point you're making, and I think it's a good one, mate. Um, yeah, busy morning, big morning, after eight Jim K's, and, and we'll talk about it throughout the morning. I know, Kempi, you want to talk about it, and you're off the back fence as well. 17 minutes past six o'clock. Let's just park it for the second. All right, can't wait question of the day today is uh, all about one of the greats in news oh, not, one of the greats in commentary it's all about one of the great rugby league commentators of all time joe you got that clip there to play oh. 
Marsh combining with Jones after CU2. You gave them an opportunity. Here's Jones in his space. Jones is inside the 10. Jones scores. New Zealand are level. New Zealand are level. This wonderful halfback, Stacey Jones, has opened them up after CUCU had provided the opportunity. New Zealand are level. New Zealand. That was a great night. Oh, great night. One of the great callers. Rabs, Ray Warren, uh, he has been a staple in our lives for as long as I've been alive and much longer than that. You know, he's a he's a genuine goat of the commentary mm. box. My can't wait question of the day today. Who is or are the greatest commentators of all time, any sport? And I know this is a very broad question and we can take it anywhere and I want you to take it anywhere. If you're into equestrian, cool. If you're into horse racing and you want to say George Simon, T. Lee, sure. If you're into surfing and you want to say Joe Tapel, cool. Whatever it is, come through on double eight, double three, or even better, give us a call and do an impersonation. 0800 150811. If anybody does a bang on impersonation of their favourite commentator, somebody calls in and pretends to be Ian Smith. Perfect. You can have a $50 TAB bonus bet. Who is the greatest or are the greatest commentators of all time? Rabs Warren is iconic, is he? Wow. <laughs> That's a great question. It's just got my brain going. I was like, what do I love? What do I love, man? I love some NFL commentators, man. They they, they run a good setup over there. Ah, Ray Warren. What a loss. 99 or Origin calls. Could he go on one more? Could have gone one. Could have done three. Could have done oh. three. Well, everyone's gonna miss Rebs. Do you want our answer now, Louis? No, 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 no. You, you oh. just you, we, we can okay. we can wait. I want to get the text steaming, and yeah. I want to see mm. I want to see this text machine, the Temper Beer Post text machine, like go haywire, like Joe looks like when Kempi tells him as he booked, mm. asked him as he booked our lunch table. Still yet. hasn't booked it, is he? Still Has hasn't he booked it, mate. What a, are you busy, Joe? Parking on yellow lines. Well, actually, the truth is, I went to book it yesterday, and look, it's all booked down. But there aren't, there aren't no, 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 there, there are tables. Let me, let me speak, let me speak. Oh they, they, they leave some booths for people to, like first and first serve. So I mean, as soon as it opens on Friday, okay, You're and, going and hold there. it. Yes, I will. I will. <laughs> Radio. That's a that's a that's a subplot. That's a subplot. Just a bit of context for you. I'm wondering, Joe was told to book lunch two weeks ago and he hasn't done it for Friday and now we're booked out. So that's a subplot. He'll have, we can go have a talk to Joe in a second. What is and who are the greatest commentators of all time? Mike Breen, easy, says Steve. Get them flying and Izzy and Kempe answer the can't wait question of the day after this. Here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.